sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Hot showers. That's what I wanted to start off with today. What? Because we finally got a nice hot shower because we have a wonderful plumber named Wayne. And thank, by the grace of God, Dominique had an impromptu visit to the garage. And within 10 seconds of that visit, we are water heater sprung a link. So thank goodness that she went out there. Uh, I love plumber Wayne. And I will be giving his phone number at the end of the show. I should have it memorized. But he walked us through. For all of you out there who do not know how to turn off a water heater, I would suggest <laughs> you learn. Yes, very it, important. Very important. All the things. So, Plumber Wayne. Just Google it. Google. Well, yeah, well, you don't have a phone. Just say it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. You don't have a phone. You can't. It's dark, whatever. But so now, now our contact for Wayne includes the notes of how to turn off the water heater. We wrote it on mm. a per- Permanent marker, okay, <laughs> yeah. step by step. It's yeah. really on the on the yeah. on the water heater. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't just go behind the water heater and unplug it. It doesn't. No, it work. doesn't yeah, work no. that way. Well, and forty gallons is is a lot. Oh, it's a lot of water. Man, it's a lot a of big water. water. It's heater. a water heater. But the the nice thing is is um, the way the ho- our house is plumbed at the where our shower is is at the end of the line. So for uh, I, years, years, say decades. I've never, I have to wait, right? So it's so great because what he did is he added this like Insta Hot Pot thing or whatever that he added to the water heater that works. So as soon as I go in there, it increases I get, the efficiency. Uh, thousands of gallons of water is not going to be wasted ever again till the day I die. Wayne, we love you. That doesn't really have a lot to do with anything, but I am telling you, somebody's water heater is going to go out and you're going to listen to this show and you're going to go out there and go like, well, how do I turn off the water heater? So that's yep. a good old, good old thing. It is chilly out. Love it. I, well, we all love it. <laughs> it's crispy. Remember when I said last week that it was cold and it was going to, we did get misty rain, didn't we? Yes, we did. A little I bit. Know. little bit. I did. I mm-hmm. did. I was like, there's not a cloud in the sky. Well, you just wait. And we had, <laughs> ended up getting some mist. <laughs> yeah. But listen, we got some ins and outs. Uh, we got some recaps, a lot of things. Uh, we have a couple of seniors that are going to be missing. They, they're counting their days, which is kind of cool. When you're a senior and you're, enjoying those last moments, those last games. They mean something. And uh, especially with these, this group of seniors had to endure, you know, for their four years with yes. COVID and everything like that. So hats out, hats off to our seniors. First senior up today, giving us the SB Don recap. Romy, what's going on over at SB? Thank you, Erica. And hello, everyone. This is Romy Davies, Santa Barbara High School senior, reporting back from Santa Barbara, California, with this week's SB Don sports recap. Not much in sports news this week, but an unfortunate end to the boys' football season, who lost 38-21 this past Friday. Down 14-0 early in the second quarter, the Santa Barbara High football team started moving the ball and put itself in position to get on the scoreboard. The Golden Tornado, however, coughed up the ball at the five-yard line. Downey and its talented quarterback, Aiden Chiles, capitalized on the fumble, completing three big plays that led to a touchdown. Santa Barbara never recovered and ended up losing to Downey in a CIF Division Four first round playoff game at Peabody Stadium. The loss ended Santa Barbara's season and the nine-year coaching reign of J.T. Stone. He's moving his family to North Carolina. At the end of his post-game speech, Stone had everyone shout, family. In more upon news, unfortunately the boys also lost their home playoff game against Servite, a team from Anaheim, by a score of 9-3. 
It was a great season for both teams, both finishing prematurely but not going out without a fight. Hopefully next week we'll be back in to more sports news. That's it for this week's SB Dons recap and see you next time. Thank you, Romy. It's awesome. I, I just, I, I am so looking forward to end up where she lands. I'm not kidding. I love her voice. She isn't she? She's like the best. And she's just a light. She's she, she's a shining light. All right. Next up, we we have another shining light related to our own Anthony Rodriguez. Same DNA. She's got spunk. We love her. She's going to be doing the Charger recap. Valeria, what's going on over at DP? Thanks, Erica. And hey, everyone. I'm Valeria with this week's Charger recap. Starting off with our cross-country team, they were invited to the Mount Sac Invitational, the last and most important meet of the year. Our sophomore, Evan Gordon, placed fourth place. For girls golf, Zachary Gamanian was awarded Athlete of the Week at the Santa Barbara Athletic Roundtable. And for football, Greg Chapathy finished the season as the number three punter in the country with an average of 47.6 per yard per punt, over 38 punts, and a total of 1,810 yards. Then going back to cross country, on Wednesday they went to the SB County Cross Country Championship. Our top boys were sophomore Emin Gordon with a time of 15 minutes and 30 seconds for the three-mile course and senior Tyler Jameson who finished fifth. Boys varsity placed second overall and JV placed first. Then for the girls, Simi Wolf Lions placed first with a time of 18 minutes and 53 seconds. Girls varsity won first overall. Our boys water polo team will not advance to CIF finals after losing to Santa Barbara 7-4. The boys finished the season with 20 wins and 7 losses. And last but not least, girls tennis. This week was a very exciting week for girls tennis as Ellie Triplett and Mel Mayo made history. They played against each other during the Channel League Finals. This is the first time in girls tennis history that both finalists were Chargers. The girls played hard, but Mel was injured during the second set and had to withdraw, making Ellie the first DP Channel League champion since 2014. And that is it for this week's Charger Recap. I'm Valeria, and I'll see you next week. Thank you. She's awesome. Next up, Bishop Sean Walters. What's going on over there? Thank you so much, Erica. This is Bishop Diego High School senior Sean Walters signing on once again to give you the Bishop Diego High School sports recap. Starting off with girls tennis, the Cardinals lost a heartbreaker in the wildcard round against Unimi High School. The Cardinals were down 7-9 with two doubles teams pulling off wins to tie it up at 9-9. Unfortunately, the team lost a tiebreaker which tallied the number, total number of games 87-76. Congratulations to our team on a great season though, you guys are truly amazing. Also, I am thrilled to announce that the schedules for our boys and girls soccer teams have been released. The first games will be played in about two weeks from now and should be very exciting given how well both teams did last year. On Saturday, the varsity football team is now officially advancing to the Division Three quarterfinals with a home victory over Vista Marietta in which they won 41-18. As always, star Curran Gossett balled out as he rushed for 202 yards and two touchdowns. He wasn't the only one with a stellar performance though, as fellow running back Misa Paiu rushed for 127 yards and three touchdowns. Quarterback AJ Veller also threw a touchdown to wideout Vili Fano. The Cardinals will host El Modena next week with more details to follow. Amazing job, guys. Well, that's all I've got for your Bishop Sports Recap. Please don't forget to tune in once again next week, everyone. This is Sean Walters signing off. 
now we've got our own. He's also doing If Only I'd Known segment right after he does his recap. Isn't that nice? He's yes. Gonna, he's going to introduce himself. Ed, Ed, and Ed. Ed, Ed, and Ed. More Ed. Ed, what are you, are you ready for the recap today? Talk to oh, me, I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Marks are dwindling well, down a little bit. Things yeah. are slowing down, but yeah, we're All ready. Right. Well, class of 67 is in the house. Ed Langlow, what's going on at... Sam Marcus. Thank you, Erica. This is Ed Langlow, proud alum of San Marcus High School with a Royals recap. In boys' water polo, San Marcus challenged Camarillo last Tuesday in the first round of CIF playoffs. In the third quarter, San Marcus was down four when they started the comeback. The game was still tight and went into overtime before McDonald's Athlete of the Week, Jordan Lynn, scored at the buzzer to give the Royals a 16-15 win. Emmett Haggerty was the top scorer with six, and Nick Prentice contributed two more. Thursday in the second round against Rancho Cucamonga, it was Nick's turn to shine, and he racked up five scores in the first half and the Royals took a 9-4 lead. The San Marcos defense played strong throughout the game, rarely allowing the ball to even reach the Rancho center. And goalie Matthew Domboski took a not-on-my-watch boys stance. The final score? 12-6 Royals. In girls' tennis playoffs, a strong performance by the doubles teams led the San Marcos girls to an 11-7 win over Calabasas in the first round of CIF-SS Division I playoff. Coach Sapp was quoted in the Newshawks saying, I told the girls to put everything on the table and give it everything you've got, because if we play to our full potential and lose, at least we know we gave it our 100%. Well, we gave it 100%. Had no regrets and got the win. End quote. I say kudos, girls, for a terrific CIF achievement. Local student athletes competed in the Catalina Triathlon last week. In the girls' 15 to 19 year old division, Carpentry High School junior Ruby Cladera and San Marcos senior Megan Malengo were out in front. Megan took the lead in the half-mile ocean swim, but Ruby caught up in the 17-mile bike ride, making it a dead heat at the start of the 5K run. Ruby pulled ahead in the run to win her event, leaving Megan with second place. Megan, if you gave it everything you had at the time, then you paid your dues and you're still a winner. Congratulations. I'll be right back with If Only I'd Known right after this. Radio show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, at 9 a.m. This is Ed Langlow with If Only I'd Known. If Only I'd Known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely as well as those listening into the radio. Today's segment is going to be impromptu because I just came up with this thought this morning. I was I was preparing for the uh, sports recap segment. And I was watching the roundtable, athletic roundtable recording. And I looked at that and I thought, well, 
they had a couple of students in there and as they do and they were piling accolades on top of these kids and i thought well why didn't i ever get that kind of encouragement when 50 years ago and i was in high school and the answer came immediately you didn't pay your dues and i didn't apply myself well enough i went out for football but i didn't really apply myself i didn't pay my dues and i thought that would make a good title for if only i'd known because i've talked about similar things in the past about how most things in life that are worthwhile require some effort some of them require a lot of effort and a, a better way to put it an easier pill to swallow is to pay your dues just plan on paying your dues so if you're in school and and you're going to go out for sports you you got to pay your dues you you have to put in the practice time if you want to get in a band learn how to play an instrument you have to pay your dues in the practice and as you get on in life you become an adult and then you have to earn your living at a job and and have a successful family life you have to pay your dues you have to put in the work required to get the things that are really worth having so that's something that uh, i think is good to learn as a habit it can become a habit the way you look at things don't look at them as as hard don't when you go out for practice don't look at it as a as a drudgery look at it as something you enjoy and and keep telling yourself that and as you get older you're going to be doing that more and more you're going to be doing things that you don't want to do you're going to be going to work when you don't want to go to work you're going to be fixing your water heater when you don't want to fix your water heater <laughs> so don't look at those things as such a drudgery just look at them as paying your dues for the things that you want and good things will come your way so uh that was uh that's pretty much all i have for this morning for if only i'd known but uh just keep uh keep looking at it that way and looking at paying your dues dr gene is gonna add some dues in there dues and <laughs> yeah no I, i'm still paying my dues i've got a lot of uh interest on all those school loans but you know <laughs> when you're talking about that i i do think about how so much of you know, pay, what does paying your dues mean? And I think a lot of it is really getting to know yourself and where we have what we call it in, in uh, therapy, it's called the window of tolerance, like learning, uh, getting to understand where are your learning edges? Where are the places where when you start getting frustrated, you just say, you know what, I can't do this. And you give right. up. Right. And so being able to find where are those edges and how can you be with yourself in those moments where it feels tough? Right. What are the things that you might say to yourself in those moments? What are those voices that say, hey, you know what? Give it a give it a minute. Come back to it. Right. Keeping those positive voices are, are really important when things start, uh, you know, really pushing you over that edge. And I, I always say look at the people that you're around as well. So you want to surround yourself with uh, people that don't have a problem. This is Dominique that don't have a problem with committing and paying their dues in order to be a part of society yeah. or in order to be a part of the group that they're with. That is a beautiful thing. Uh-huh. It strengthens the, the groups that we're learning with and supporting. And then especially if you get the parental impact on top of that, then you form this little tribe and that, and that, that just goes along with everything. That discipline uh, has, it has an energy requirement and they've done studies with discipline and 
the the more fatigued you get or the longer that you test your discipline to not go get that ice cream that's in the refrigerator for example the longer you do that you burn up the energy required for the discipline and the disciplinary energy starts to wane and eventually you'll go do as you get more and more tired you'll go do what you're going to do so that's to me another good thing to understand that if your discipline is starting to wane think about are you tired well maybe it is a good time to 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 back away because you're not going to your discipline's not going to hold up you're going to go eat that ice cream or do whatever it is that you're being disciplinary over yeah it's all about communicating our kids especially everything they've had a go through the last few years, but let's go to Dr. Amy, then we got Alex and Christina wants to wants to share. Well, you know me, um, balancing out things. So um, I wanna encourage people, yes, we wanna put in the work, be committed, be a good teammate, a good family member. And we wanna know where our limits are because often, and I have a chapter in my book about this, there's a meme on the internet where there's a person running wind sprints and he's cutting short his wind sprints. So every time he's not quite touching the line and the meme says, this is the difference between winning and losing or something. But there's also a counterpoint, which is if a person's always going past the line, and I had it, there was no meme for this. So I had a friend draw it for me. Um, if you're always going past the line, this is often the difference between winning and injury. So the real art is in knowing where that balance point is and when it's time to push and when it's time to back off. And often, ironically, when we think it's time to push, that's the time to back off. And when we think it's time to back off, that's often the time to push. But it really involves us listening deeply, at least in sport, kind of to the wisdom of our body rather than to the thinking in our head. Well, speaking about pushing and pulling and stopping and going, we got Alex Ramirez in the house. Alex, talk to us, our own little trainer. Hey, everyone. Alex here, Fifth for Life 805. Uh, with the teens, you know, that's that's a hard one because, you know, our discipline or their discipline they're paying their dues through school and that's a tough how do you find balance when you're in school and, and what's happening in school when you feel like you're at that breaking point and you feel like you need to take a break but can you i mean you're in class like so how you know and then you have your rest periods and you have lunch but we don't know what happens behind school doors certain kids struggle more than others anxiety uh, maybe kids are getting bullied. Some kids are in sports and they're the stars or they're part of a camaraderie, a sisterhood, a brotherhood. So uh, it's hard to check in when you're a child. As an adult, man, we just keep pushing, don't we? We just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And then once it's like paying our dues at the end, that disciplinary energy at the end is just gone. You're done. You don't want to do much. You're tired. You're spent. So having that checking point of, am I hungry? Am I hydrating? Am I going for walks when I'm getting really stressed out? Like it's, it's, it's a really tough thing, right? Amy, to find that balance, to check in and, and know when to pull back, but also when to push through. And I well, think, and I think one of the things that we've talked about in the past is um, 
maintaining a positive balance in your energetic bank account. So if you're in a period in school where you've got a lot of papers and tests, then maybe it's not the time to be up all night with your friends playing video games. Or if you've got a big meet or competition coming up, then again, maybe you're going to need to save your socializing for later or even talk to a teacher and say, look, you know, this is state championships this week. I want to do a really good job on my paper. Can I have an extra few days? Um, because I want to keep my commitments in both domains. Um, but it is learning to do those balancing things. And you pointed to a lot of things, Erica, like, and um, Alex about, you know, just the simple things of taking some time at lunch rather than to be on your phone to like just chill and sit outside in the sunshine or play some nice music or, you know, really laugh and have a low stress time with your friends rather than, you know, rehashing some big deal or whatever, you know, taking a bath, going for a walk, going to bed early, going out for a simple evening, but knowing those things that fill you up, um, so that you do have a full bank account for when when you have a lot of withdrawals. You know what we're going to do? I want to continue because I, we haven't heard yet from Christine and Dr. Uh, Jean wants to like round it out. So let's take a little break. All right. Be back with more after these messages. Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. This is Christine with um, a view from the deck. This is Christine Marie. I forgot my own name for a second there. <laughs> um, and we are talking about paying paying dues um, and balance. And and so I th- I I what what I think about is um. I think I heard Dr. Jean say, knowing yourself. Um, and the card that comes to me with this um, is the Seven of Pentacles, which um, is really about putting in the hard work and letting go of the fear of failure. Um, we've been talking about a lot of different things. I think the thing that actually is coming to me with this conversation is trusting the body and understanding the body. And I, I, I have the need to say that if you know, there were some really cool benefits that came out of this COVID thing. And the one thing that I think is so important is the fact that people are staying home when they feel sick now. And I think it's so important to understand like that tiredness. Like for me, there's a tiredness and sometimes I need to push through it, but then there's this tiredness. It's this bone weary, horrid tiredness that I try to push through. And then I realize afterwards, oh my gosh, I was getting sick. 
And if I had just rested on that day, I wouldn't have gotten sick. And so I think about that, that sense of knowing myself and of trusting what my body's trying to say. And and, and then there's that difference also of in the, the seven of pentacles, it talks about letting go of the fear of failure, putting in that hard work. If you're not trying, you know, if you're not failing, you're not ever going to win. There is that balance. So we're talking about all of those things here. And it's really fascinating, you know, but I really think that trusting that, that, that inner communication with the body is so important. And I think our teens, we're just learning these right now. I think you're just learning it. You're just coming into understanding. I mean, I still, I was still reminded regularly, oh yeah, that meant I was feeling sick. <laughs> that meant rest, Christine, not push through, you know, and, and, and so I'm reminded versus learning about it. So you teens, you, you're learning about it now. I think it's really good stuff. I, knowing, I, I love what you just touched on. I have a friend that's <clears throat> always, com- not, I don't want to say complains, but uh, her son is just always tired, 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 tired. So last time I, I stopped over there, was say like four or five months ago, I went by there this last weekend. Well, this her son has grown, I'm not kidding you, probably about four inches. Mm. Okay. And I'm trying to explain, what do you expect? The kid is not even, he's like a snake. He's peeling. He, if he wants to sleep all weekend, let him, okay? Because yeah. that's just what his body's going through right now. And he needs to be in touch. And I said, I didn't even recognize him. His voice went down. You know, I, I looked up. He was like my size. And now I'm like, you know, arching my neck up to the, the, to the sky. I'm like, holy cow. So... As a parent, maybe he just didn't notice. I don't know. I mean, he must have went through three or four different sizes of shoes, I would have thought. <laughs> the expense alone. But just, just I think it's important just to um, empower your, your child, this generation of children. I think it's important for a parent to empower them to teach them to use their voice. Yeah. You know, more than anything. But our generation was, you know, I say jump, you say how high. Okay. <laughs> that was our generation. This generation yeah. re- really needs to get early on the, the tools. Dr. Amy. I think you guys have covered it. <laughs> I'm waiting for Christine to pull a card. <laughs> well, real, real, real quick before I go, I just wanted to say this. There's something that Dr. Amy said was, uh, and it stuck in my head is kids, teens, please ask for help. If, if you are feeling overwhelmed reach out to someone, whoever it is, just, just ask for help. Ask for that exam extension on the paper, whatever. Let your teachers know, let your, your parents know, or, or your best friends, someone. There's always someone there to help you and guide you along the way. And I think kids nowadays just have forgotten how to ask for help. Asking um, for help is not failure. It's not. Well, there, look at, yeah, look you're at you're the, trying to avoid failure by asking for help, and, and that's the best way to do it. Look at the pressures that they're under. Unlike, we didn't have to. We did not grow up with what they're growing up. They have so much noise around them 24-7, and that's why my hope and, and prayer is they just bag the phones, and when you go into a public you know, system. Schools, that, a lot of schools are considering that. They're yeah, making their I, I'm spaces. I'm praying for that every day. No phone, phones. Phone free. Yeah. I, I phone free. Not that they can't use technology for education, no, no. but just the the twenty four seven. I don't know. Not 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 getting it, Doctor Jean. 
Yeah, I really um, I was thinking about that word balance, Christine, too. I think um, a lot of what you're saying really resonates, especially in getting to know your bodies, right, that are ch- changing so much that how it felt last week can be totally different the next week, right? We're just going through so many cycles of change at that, you know, as a teen. Um, Dr. Siegel has a... Um, uh, a book and he talks about mind platter, which I love because it's like this idea of keeping balance of everything on a platter. And he puts in there um, not just, you know, sleep and food and social, but also recreation and leisure. Mm-hmm. Right. So that they're that. Oh, <laughs> leisure time. What a concept. Um, and that if something gets out of balance, right, that, that everything kind of gets out of whack, you feel it. So you have to do something else to balance that out. And so really noticing when something feels off, what is it that I need to do, right? Figuring out what is that 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 needs to happen. So, yeah, really, uh, really great ideas here. This is awesome. This is great chatter. We're going to take another little break because we've got a hooga after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Assault of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hey there, it's Dominique Hackett with a Hackett Huga moment. Huga! So I consider these Huga stories as kind of the balancing point where we get to recharge our energetic uh, bank account. And so anytime we have a comfy, cozy moment, that's a recharge and a rejuvenation. So these stories, which uh, I enjoy telling teens, I try to pick things from all around the world. And the story today dovetails nicely into, Ed, what you were talking about with paying your dues and so forth. This is a story from Socrates. And um, I don't hear very many people retelling these stories from Socrates, but Socrates was a Greek who lived in Athens, and he's credited with basically the beginning of Western uh, philosophy. And the interesting thing is, I don't know that we have any of his writings, but we have writings from Plato, his student. And so Plato retold a couple of stories that Socrates told. And um, the very odd thing is Socrates died because the governing uh, people in the society decided that he was corrupting the youth. So um, very, very strange. You can decide yourself uh, after the sharing of the story if you feel that this was a corrupting of the youth. So apparently one time a man came to Socrates and said, I want to understand the secret to success. I really want to get this because I want my life to be successful. And so Socrates said, okay, meet me tomorrow near the river. So they gathered at the river the next day and they took a walk. And when they got to the river, Socrates says, hop on in here with me. So they started walking into the river. They walked in so deep that only their heads were sticking out of the water. And at that point, 
Socrates grabbed the man's head and dunked him under the water. <laughs> Not only did he dunk him, but he held him under the water till this young man was just struggling and grasping to come up out of the water. And then when Socrates felt like he had made a point, he let the man up. And the man, of course, is young man was sputtering and, and nearly choking on the water. And Socrates looked at him and said, what were you thinking when your head was under the water? And supposedly the young man said, air, all I wanted to do was breathe. And Socrates said to him, when you focus on what you want as badly as you wanted air, you will succeed. That is the only secret to success. There is no other secret. Hmm. And people have talked about this story and what, what is the moral of the story. And a lot of people have talked about how anytime we start out to accomplish something, and this goes to uh, what, Ed, what you were saying about paying your dues. Anytime that we start out to accomplish something, if we don't have a strong enough desire, if we don't build up that fire of commitment, it, we may not get the result that we're looking for. The stronger it's more of a mental, person's, yeah, more of a mental thing, mm -hmm. mental uh, dedication, and and having a good attitude. Exactly, exactly. That that burning desire. So, what I want to encourage our teens that are listening to these stories and so forth is these old stories from these old philosophers and so forth. They're not musty and use, useless. They are very uh, wise telling of a truth that is true all the time. There's nothing that we can do more for success than to stir up our desire to succeed at what we are trying to do. Nice. Christine. Mm. Interesting. Oh, that is so interesting. You know, I picked, I did pick a card, um, Dr. Amy, and the card that I picked uh, um, it came up as the Prince of Pentacles, who is mastering the material world to become the King of Pentacles. And, and in this, this card, the, um, there's a bull that's about ready to just take off that the, 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 this prince is, he's, he's riding in a car, uh, chariot and it's being pulled by this bull and he's driving his chariot with the Hanabku, which is the also called the Mayan butterfly. It's the Mayan symbol of the galactic center, right? It's just like the galactic center is that dark, I think it's a black hole that's continually creating and destroying stars. It's like the, you know, it's, it's the center of, of our universe. Um, and I just think about that, you know, he's mastering, he's, he's learning the material world. He's getting things going, he's moving forward. And it is really a card of exploration and moving forward and exploring things. And I think that that, and that, Huga story, wow, you know, it's like when you want something that much, when you have that focus on it, I think when I was in my early 20s, a good friend of my mother's said to me, you have to focus on one thing and make yourself the expert of that one thing. And I, I, I couldn't do that. I didn't find one thing, but I did what came easy to me administrative work always came easy to me. And I kept also this other focus of things that were really interesting to me. I loved the esoteric. I loved looking into spirit and healing and all of these things that were so important to me. And now I'll tell you at 52, they're starting to dovetail. I hadn't thought that that would happen. You know, all of a sudden I'm being asked to integrate these things and I'm like, wow, this is what I was working on all that time, unbeknownst to myself, right? Things are moving us too. So I think there's this 
sense of yes, focus on what you love and also allow what comes easy to you. And eventually those things may move together. I'm finding them move together now. I'll well, keep you posted. easy doesn't mean that it doesn't take effort. It means right, that right. there is a sensation in your body of, I want to go this way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's funny because uh, I was taught the exact opposite. My father's mm. just be, don't be a master of anything, but be good at everything. So mm. I took on something that is good as whatever my goal was for that thing. And then I jumped to something else and I did it again and again and again mm-hmm. and again. And again. So I'm but a, he I'm did have like, you focus on mastery. When I was in it, mm-hmm. yes, yes, I got really yeah. good at it. But then I, once I got to the point, it wasn't like, oh, let's be professional bowler or whatever. Then, then I just jumped to another sport or something. He didn't like let you stop. Yeah, exactly. It's true. Amy, Dr. Amy. Well, I'm going to open up a whole can of worms here, but um, I also think we want to look at how, um, how we define success. Mm-hmm. I like it. And... Um, you know, going back to how Ed kind of opened for us, um, he was talking about accolades and, you know, that he didn't get a lot of accolades because he didn't pay his dues. But I think if we're doing something for the accolades, and I know I've certainly done it in my time, um, you know, we need to enjoy the journey as much as the destination. And we need to hold both, quote, success and failure lightly because if we make them that our identity um you know when things are good we're up and when things are down we're not whereas if we can just kind of roll with it then you know we have this sense of our wholeness regardless of whether we're getting accolades or not on the days when we're when we're really doing well and paying our dues and on the days when we're struggling to pay our dues. So just holding our spirit experiences with lightness and compassion, I think Mm. is super helpful. I love it. And um, Alex isn't here, but I know a lot of fitness coaches will have you make a list and have you check off where you are so that you can see the balance of where your energies are and you can see your own progress, regardless of what the outside world is giving you as accolades. Definitely. Dr. Jean. I love, I love that idea, Amy. Maybe think about, many of you may not know this, but I was uh, work, uh, practicing with the local roller derby for a couple of years, the Brawl and Betty's at Mission City Roller Derby. <laughs> oh, I did that too. I did that too. I did. We'll have to talk about it. They're so badass is the word. Oh my gosh. Those ladies, they're amazing. Okay, go ahead. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I thought I would be better at it. I thought, you know, because I love roller skating, but I wasn't very good at it. And let me tell you, it was also one of my first team team sports. And the the range of types of bodies, of ages, of women, and everything, I was like, this is amazing. It was so empowering to be among all of those women. Um, but I wasn't very good at it. I didn't get very many accolades. But what I did do was go, you know what? What am I doing today? I'm just trying to get across the rink without falling or i'm just going to be able to try it right it was just like simple baby steps and i had to do that every time i went in there to recalibrate what's important for me i want to say one more thing visual on that but i'll let you do that right after these messages
back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hi, this is Dr. Jean with drgenetherapy.com, and we are back talking about some lessons in life about paying your dues and focusing in on what's important for you. Um, you know, the one thing I wanted to say, Dominique, about your story. I'm, I was a little bit disturbed, Socrates, but so interesting that he had a somatic experiential exercise to teach a student a lesson. I was like, wow, that is, that is a long way to go to teach a lesson. But at the same time, yeah, what beautiful, beautiful lesson. So I just had to put that in there. Well, that young man is never going to forget that. And sometimes that's what life does to us. We, we physically learn lessons in our body that we will never forget. I, I could, I could uh, that's a two thumbs up for me on that one. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. I'm, I think that's, it's, it's a really important way to, to teach. So, so, Dom, where does that cross the line between, like, passionate intensity in teaching and abusive teaching? So you have to know your, the child that you're working with. And um, Alex demonstrated this with one of the stories he told where he was coaching a young man with running and the, this child would have anxiety and panic attacks. And so then the team just walked with this child, but stayed with the child. And eventually the child got over the anxiety. So you always need to know the student that you're teaching. Nice. Fine. Ed, do you want to give a shout to anyone or anything for the week? We got two minutes. No, I just I just had a thought, though, about uh, what Dominique was saying. And in support of Socrates, the Alcoholics Anonymous, one of the first things they'll say is you can't turn things around until you hit bottom and you make up your mind to change. Nobody can come to you and say you need to stop drinking. You need to stop drinking. And they, that's what they they say is that you need to hit bottom and then that will turn you around. You will decide for yourself that I need to go another direction. You will find that passion. You mm-hmm. bet. <laughs> the will to live and live a life yeah. maybe of consciousness, uh, right? Yeah. Clean and sober. Yeah. Yes. But there's something, I mean, Presence. think about it. Desire is fire and light and enlightenment and knowledge. We need to carry that through the holidays. This is probably going to be the first reset Thanksgiving, first reset Christmas. So let's just act as if um, and share love and light with everybody that look we out come for across. everyone. Yeah, this week. Yeah. Um, We're all in this a, together. Yeah, there's they, a lot of people that are really, really still hurting. They lost their businesses. Anthony Rodriguez and is, loved ones and loved ones. Anthony Rodriguez is running around op- at the food bank. They really need turkeys. So if anybody wants to get it, grab a couple of turkeys and send them his way, he'd be most appreciative. Um, oh, and the walk. The walk is on Saturday the 12th. Yes. yes. That is this yeah. coming Saturday. Out of the dark. Out of the, the dark Out of the dark walk, and, yes. Uh, please join. Yeah, please join and think of others when you're buying groceries for yourself. That's all we have for this week. God bless you all. See you next week. You're the best, you're the best.